All right, guess what, guys? There's only one place where you can get a true Colorado mountain pie. Of course, your favorite locally owned, legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint, Bojo's. Guess what? They're giving the DNVR fam a free honey cheese bread with a purchase of an entree. That's right. The only place where you can find a true Colorado mountain mouth-watering pie is Bojo's, and they're hooking you up with a free honey cheese bread. The Colorado mountain pie, as we know, has become a staple for not only natives, but for those of you who are just passing through and want to know where the best pizza in town is, Bojo's is the one and only answer. Their dough is made fresh daily and contains locally sourced honey. They infuse their dough with natural sweetener, and it is to die for. There's something for everyone at Bojo's. Large, delicious mountain pies for the entire family. Huge salad bar with fresh veggies galore. Colorado beer on tap, including Breck Brews, of course, and your favorite sports teams playing in the background. Bojo's has private party rooms for all your get-togethers, including birthday parties and large business events. $4 happy hour, too, and select locations, along with gluten-free and plant-based options. So head to the nearest location, grab an entree, and your free honey cheese bread. When you mention DNVR, check out their site today, bojos.com, B-E-A-U-J-O-S.com. Tell them who sent you. What's going on, Nuggets fans? Brendan Vogt here. Just want to introduce this special episode that you're about to listen to. Some of you may be familiar with our DNBA show that we were trying to release weekly. And obviously, we've been doing these live pods, occasionally live post games after the game. We're going to try to synthesize this and organize it a little bit better. DNBA is going to move to a weekly live show. And that's what you're about to listen to. Our first recording of the first episode where we play some games and have some fun like we would on the YouTube show, but it's brought to you live, and we're chilling in in, in the DNVR studio, and we're talking like it's a podcast, but with a little more life to it, so it's fun for you guys at home. So without any further ado, here is episode one of the DNBA show. Enjoy. We're going to rate the highlights at the end. We're going to do a new segment called Half Court Heave, where we give a really wild prediction that we are certain is going to come true. Mm -hmm. We're going to look at some viral videos from around the week. We're going to answer some mailbag questions. So if you have questions, send them on in. I'm on mailbag duty. He's on mailbag duty. So so reply to the tweet from DNBR Nuggets, and we'll answer your questions live on the air. But we're going to start with with an opening tip. (laughs) That's just a cutie. Perfect. Are we good to go now? Yeah. All right, guys. Very first question today. Jokic. He's on a tear. Let me just read you off some numbers here. Let's hear it. Over, over the last 18 games, since December 6th, this is after the Lakers game, he has been averaging 24 points per game, shooting 42% from the three-point mm-hmm. line, 56% from the field, nine rebounds, six and a half assists just for good measure. But if we reduce the sample size even more and just go last two games. Yeah, take out that – or I was going to say take out the next game, but yeah. Oh, ahead. yeah, it's probably is that's yeah. the one game that weigh, weighs it down. The last 10 games, though, 25 points, 56% from the field, 46% from the three-point line. What do we what do we make of Jokic's – like where he is at right now? Is this the best we've seen him in his career? No, because we saw him in the playoffs yeah. last year for 14 games. But what this is is a guy who – I mean, he is what he thought, what we thought he was, right? He had that slow start to the season, but it was a switch. It was a switch. And once he flipped it on, he was right back to that first-team level. Yeah. Um, I think we can talk about a lot of – you know, I think the central question here is, like, how did he get back to this point? Because he was not this type of player over the first 10, 15 games right. of the year. Yeah. And you can talk about the three-point shooting, which is a big component. You can talk about how much success he's finding in the post, which is also a big component. But I think above all, it's how he's just kind of flipped the switch. He's more engaged now. You know, he's totally refocused himself. He's just more – he just has an edge right now that he did not have over the first 10, 15, 10, 15 games of the year. That's just the biggest difference for me. Why did he snap out of this? So, I don't know. I feel like we're going to have this exact same conversation every, every year. single year. Every single Jokic, one? Which is well, good. we had I mean, it last year. Yeah, as, as content creators, it's, this is uh, gold because then you can, we can delve into the psyche of Nikola Jokic every single so year. So fun. And try and figure out like what. <laughs> and then we, we, we can uh, wonder whether or not he's going to come back. But he always comes back. I, like, 
I mean, you know my personal uh, opinion, my personal theory is I, I believe it's chemical. I think Nikola Jokic is a depressed person, and I think that uh, Man, it, at this part of the really. year, I'm really, listen, because it's always the exact same time of the year that you get, like, uh, he gets, like, Seasonal depression? Seasonal effectiveness depression. Absolutely. I, I believe what's, this in my heart. What's, what's funny is I feel like everybody sort of projects their own thoughts, myself yeah, yeah, yeah. included. On yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, I think For Jokic me, I'm is, like, he doesn't like the offense that Malone's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I think, I think Jokic doesn't like his dad that much. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still wrecked about that last breakup. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, no, but, I mean, he is, he is a completely different player. And I thought, you know, there have been, as you mentioned, the Knicks game where the points were maybe down. There was the Wizards game, what I thought was bad. There have been little lulls, but yeah. like we've seen this confident Jokic that's just going at dudes. Like Even Vince Carter, who's sort of a living legend, and mm-hmm. just being like, fine, you want to start a fight? Let's do it. I'll go shoot some more free throws. Like yeah. He's got this confident edge to him right now. So all of that's been a thing, but I mean, we've got to talk about how Nuggets are posting him up more than they did it earlier this season. He's having a ton of success in the post. We knew he was one of the more dominant post players in the league before this year, but he's shown that this season too. Let me bring up two quotes that he had. One, a couple weeks back when he said something like, I don't know. It was actually after the Lakers game, so December 4th or 5th or whatever. He said something to the effect of, I don't know, maybe coach could call more plays for me, which is like – as passive aggressive as you could say, like I'd like a few more post touches. No, it I, like. I think he said the opposite. I think in that Lakers game, I think he was saying, if I'm struggling right now, I don't blame Coach for not come, going to me. Yeah, right. Like, why would he not? Why would he? Go why to would me? he go to me? Yeah. But to me, it also sounded like they're not going to me, Enough. which I don't sure. blame them because mm. why would you right now? But today at practice, um, he actually mentioned. Oh, I'm getting a lot more post touches now. They're going to me in the post a lot more. I mean, maybe it is as simple as. He's getting a couple of the things he wants a little bit more. I think that's a big part of it. And then the other thing is a three-point shooting. Yeah, he that's a huge was part around twenty percent from three for the first twenty games of this season. Over these last ten, he's up above forty-two percent from three. And I mean, teams—we've seen teams just not even guard him yeah. from three-point range. Uh, the Hawks, even the Mavs, to an extent, yep. or the Mavs just single covered him in the post the entire game. Not really sure what they were doing there. Um, but when Jokic is hitting his three-point shot, I mean, it's just over for it the defense over. at that point. It's and over. He, I mean, he's shooting in volume, too. Like, yeah. It's not like he's just taking one or two. He's shooting like five, five I think five a game over the last ten. Yeah. And well, I do got to give Jokic a lot of credit because a lot of bigs, especially big men who have not always been high-volume three-point shooters, they would have just shut it down from three yes. if they weren't hitting at the beginning of the season. But he kept with it, and you know now it's turned for him. I was going to say, he recognized the importance of getting that shot to fall, and he shot his way through that slump, and that was important. He's up to 32.7%, which mm-hmm. is – I think his career average is 34%, so he's 1% below that. He was at 20% like a month ago. Yeah, it's right? outrageous. Well, he's been tariff. on a tariff, up above 42% over these last 10 games. What What is Jokic as a three-point shooter? Just I know this is a dumb question because we have the data, but in your mind, what is Jokic as what, – what, what, what should he sh- shoot for the rest? of his career oh you're asking for a percentage yeah i mean probably what he's shot right 34 I mean, like, so you think 30, yeah like he I mean, is he's like okay you think he'll be higher i don't know i think he's a little better than that i think he's like a 36 percent shooter but i do believe he'll always be he'll always be streaky yeah and mm. i think he's kind of like a momentum shooter too yeah yeah absolutely i think it's a range right 35 to 40 but i do think like in the playoffs when basketball matters most i'm going to expect him to shoot around 40 he shot 40% last yeah, year in the playoffs so, yeah. so 38 yeah. through 40 i think well, in the playoffs also his shooting mechanism is like so trebuchet like yeah it really is like that's a great uh, definition or what was it? describe it a trebuchet, trebuchet. oh like, yeah of course that's, right, that's what so, i was gonna say too right so yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're all gonna say that <laughs> sure it was sure it was uh, yeah you probably would uh, advocate for catapult because you're that way but um <laughs> but just i don't know I it's don't like know complicated what like you, what a bird well that's a uh Such that, a catapult guy that's an you? internet that's an internet that, what, you're a catapult you're, guy oh, i'm um, not an internet person you're not an internet well you're revealing that to <laughs> myself and all of the other live viewers but just the idea that everything has to work flawlessly because that arc is so high it has to come down like in such yeah. a manner, so it makes sense that he's streaky for that reason. Like the I can't believe you guys all shot. got this answer wrong. I, well, I can't. I mean, I can, we, we don't get many answers right. I, I think he's a thirty-seven percent three-point shooter. I, I really said thirty-six. You said thirty-six. You were still, <laughs> okay. It's like five more threes a Classic. year. Classic. <laughs> you guys are all idiots. <laughs> no, what I mean is, I think he's actually a pretty good three-point. Thirty-seven percent would be pretty good. You don't leave a guy open if he's thirty-seven percent, unless you're really desperate and just hoping for a cold. Well, day. unless you're guarding the Nuggets starting five. Yeah, maybe. I, but I think he can be a 37, 38% like consistently very good three-point shooter. I do think with him, shooting is so much about confidence and rhythm. 
And I do think he's a guy that's prone to these, like we call them emotional slumps, but he's prone to these like, oh, I'm just not shooting or oh, I'll shoot begrudgingly or whatever. And I think those tank his value. We all know the games when he goes like 0 for 6 and all six of them were like angry threes. That was more at the beginning of the season, yeah. But I think that that's every season there's been well, sure. 10 angry sure. games, and I would guess in those he shoots 20%. Every yeah. other game he shoots 37 So what do you guys make of the fact that the Nuggets have been the number one offensive team for like the last eight games? When well, Jokic is good, this Nuggets offense I, is incredible. I think a couple factors. Jokic has been incredible. They've been playing a lot of bad defenses too. Um, but as Jokic goes, this offense goes. We've seen that for three, four years now. So, so is it even like worth trying to diagnose the early season offensive problems? Any year, she just takes like oh, I, I think three three months off and just <laughs> say like, well, as soon as Jokic comes back, they'll be the offense will come back. I mean, do you guys think? Because to me, I don't. It doesn't feel like the ball is popping. It's not. It's not. Um, but it's it's going in right. Well, so, this is an yeah. interesting basketball thing that I think has happened. I do think teams look at everything Denver has. We've we've talked about some of the like players stepping into bigger roles, whether that's good or bad. But I think another thing that's happened is teams will pick their poison. And if Jokic isn't playing well, you'll pick Jokic shooting threes, Jokic in the post. We just saw two games in a row where teams would not double in the post on Jokic. I don't know why. He went for 47 and 33. Well, Rick Carlisle doesn't believe it's a good <laughs> shot. So maybe. But also, I, I think, well, I say I don't know why. We do know why. It's because his numbers weren't great at the first part of the season. And I think people were like, you know what? Jokic has a better chance of beating us with passing and the whole team getting off than he does one-on-one. And I think what's hopefully what Jokic is proving and what I'm curious to see how teams adjust is if he has three, four, five of these games, he kind of already has had them, but if he keeps having these, maybe teams look at it and go, yeah, we, we can't, we have to double him, we have to find another poison. That's my read on his aggression, is I think it's a realization that this is a way I can make things easier for myself. If I mm. do this now, maybe I don't have to do it every night, mm. right? And, and things change. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think another thing about Jokic, which we know, is he would much prefer to operate out of the post than from the three-point line. Yeah. He, he would much rather you know, not take threes if it was up to him. He said that. like He would get rather get going in the post and then bring his game out to the three-point line if that's what's required. But isn't this interesting? Because this is, this is him in a nutshell. This is what I mean about three-pointers being rhythm and confidence. You have to like be wanting to take the three yeah. in order to knock it down. If you're kind of like, ugh. I got to take this one. Oh, again, because they're not guarding me. I got to, you know, I just, I really believe this. Shooting is so much about confidence and, and rhythm. And do, you do, take that out, no wonder. Don't you think you've seen a change in that too? Like oh, in the yeah. beginning of the year, it was like, all right, well, I'm open. So now it's like this is going in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. FU threes, kind of. Yeah. And it, I mean, his post game is unstoppable at the moment. It is absolutely unstoppable. I mean, that's a lot of what makes him so clutch. We've learned is just that. When he wants to get a shot off in the post, like it's it's going up, it's definitely going to go up. Like there's no nobody's blocking the shot; it's just whether or not he makes it. And so the fact that he's just getting confidence everywhere, um, I don't know. You just see just what this guy is and like who this guy is, and you just for, we went for so long just sort of trying to remember like you know who is this team in the playoffs? Like why were we so confident? Right. And like now Jokic is back. You're like. There's not even a, a reliable second punch. So Luka has been incredible and I think has been better than Jokic this season so far. Like if you just right. take the whole season. But no if doubt. you watch that game, it was clear who the best player on the court was in, oh, yeah. in that one. It was Jokic. Our, yeah. own, our own Ryan Koningsberg and I were talking about who is more likely to win an MVP um, moving forward. And he was saying Luka, which you can't really argue with because – The numbers are consistent. And Luka has the eye of the nation on him. Like he's, he's also just become, like – It's he, just easier to win MVP when you're a ball handling yes, player. Yes, but too. then when you watch them, you're like, Jokic is a better player. Like he's just more – he just has more to offer. On like, that given night, sure. But, I mean, I to be fair, I will back – I do think Doncic is actually a better player and has a little more star power. Um, but, I, but I understand your point. Like – Better because the numbers look great and Dallas is overperforming, whereas Denver feels kind of like this disappointment. But that's like if you still look at on the court impact, like Jokic gives you as good a chance of winning that night's game as just about anyone in the league. I would rather have Jokic if I'm going into like a one game thing. I would yeah. rather have Jokic. Yeah, I think um, so too. But um, I mean, I think what we can come to terms with is that he's back playing at an MVP level, you know, close in the ballpark of the level he was at in the playoffs last year. I also love what's comprising his post game, Eric. You said he's back to the post. He's unstoppable. Adam, you've pointed this out on the list. 
there's a little less finesse. There's a little more over the left shoulder with my right, just go right through you. And yeah, he's being sure. a more aggressive. Yeah. And one interesting result, you've pointed out this trend, more free throws as of late, yeah. which is huge. Definitely, definitely a big trend for him. Actually, let me look at the last 10 because I think he's up at like eight. On the season, he's at three. Just three free throw attempts per game. Well, Jokic, like this team, did not get to the line at all. And most of this team outside of Jokic as of late still has not gotten to the line at all. I mean, but some of that is that Jokic gets no calls. Like, I mean, I I hate this conversation. Like, I hate when people talk about whether or not you should be getting calls, shouldn't be getting calls. But, um, I mean, you just look at Jokic's arms. Like, Teams abuse him. They just like yeah. There's also like got to be some kind of like Jokic specific skin disease here because there's, there's a lot of players in the NBA. I think Jokic is some sort of hemophilia. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but but I do think Eric, there's like there has been a di- like yes, he doesn't always get calls, but I think a lot of that is because of the archetype he is, the way he plays, and how that sort of compounds with maybe this sort of like bias against like soft euros or whatever. But when he's going aggressive straight through you, straight up like he has been, we're seeing more calls now. Well, yeah. And I- He's just like, I mean, he's like a big oak tree and like huge. The, he uh, is an oak tree. And the uh, the refs just look at it as like, you know, the defenders need a chance here. <laughs> you can't like stop. It's, I mean, it's the sh- the way that they used to officiate Shaq. Like yeah. he's just so big that they, they're the tolerance for what it is to get a foul on Jokic versus what it is to get a foul on James Harden is. Yeah. I mean, the, the, it's. What are, what are we going to see out of him? You know, the rest of the year. Are we going to see some peaks and valleys again? Are there going to be ebbs and flows? Or do you think like. This is the. I mean, it, for the last six weeks, it's been, it's been pretty dominant. Yeah, he's been very near the level he was at at the end of the season and in the playoffs last year. I think we'll see some peaks, some valleys, but definitely not the valleys that we saw at the beginning of the season. That guy's gone. Yeah. Well, we but have- the the NBA season is just way too long. There's way too many games. It's impossible. You know, for anybody to keep up this level of play for the entire season. Yeah, but like last week, you were asking if Dark Jokic had returned. Like he, he had no, yeah, he, he had a low, no. It was like, like two or three in a row. He had some and, lows, but he was. There still, will be those games. Yeah. There will be those games. But it's about how he pulls out of that, and I think he's in a state of mind where he has a way better chance of pulling out of that thing he did earlier this year. I think there's an important distinction too. Like there will be those games because he's so mercurial. Like as a men- like mentally, yeah, yeah. but it won't be because of his basketball game. You know what I mean? Like the three point shot fluctuates, oh, but it's never been but this is who Jokic game. is. Like yeah. if he cares that night, this is what you can expect. Do you think there's anything to like? Oh, Millsap goes down. Jokic maybe feels the responsibility of like, okay, I got to give a little bit more tonight because hmm, there's question. there's a little bit of a you know that's when it started. Definitely, I think that's just human nature. I got to get a little bit extra yeah. on offensive end. You know, all of it, like talking, having this conversation has made me just realize, like, I love Nikola Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> I love, what a great basketball player to have represent your city. Like, yeah. I love this guy. It's like, a, I love his game. I love his, uh, when he's tuned in, I love that, he, that he's just like, he just goes about his business and he just hits. You'll like, the, you'll appreciate this. I didn't think we were going to go here, but I just did a Lockdown NBA with Anthony Irwin and we talked about the players that most sort of feel intertwined with their city. Oh, yeah. You know, and like Damian Lillard in Portland. Joel Embiid named himself the I process. I cannot wait till mm-hmm. Damian Lillard leaves next year. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> but my question is, is like, Yoke doesn't really seem – that would be a great next step for him to sort of become a man of the city. You know yeah. what I mean? We talked about horse yeah, culture. Into the whole, oh, yeah, because he does, yeah. outside of his personality, like there's a, a narrative that he fits quite well. I wrote about this for Stiffs, yeah. and it's the kind of the no one sees this, that everyone looks right past it. Denver's invisible, right, to the coastal – media markets or whatever, but there's something about Jokic that fits quite nicely in that ecosystem. He's and a transplant. He's a, <laughs> so to your point, man, like be, how fun would it be if he embraced that more? I agree. It's incredible. We're gonna try, I'm going to talk to his agent, try to get a new series, Jokic around town in Denver. Like, we'll, we'll film it. You know, who I, you know who I want to see again? I want to see Jokic joyfully lifting up children, Jokic. Like, I want to see... He's still there. He still does it. We don't film that guy, though. I wanna, he why wouldn't you film that? We're not allowed. We're not supposed to. Because uh, of the kids, he wants because it to be an pure. organic it's moment. Like an it's, pure organic it thing. So he's still shaking. He's still kissing babies, but it's just not. No. Uh, he truly does not do that for the cameras. You know what yeah. I mean? He'd prefer they're not there. Yeah. So yeah. I want it for the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, producer Ali, we're going to go to mailbag. So if you have questions, send them in. You send us uh, on Twitter, on Periscope, however you want. And of course, as always, we are going to answer the questions from DNVR listeners first. So hopefully you have submitted your question on our latest podcast that's up on the DNVR website. Yep, we got a couple there. All right. And a couple from Periscope, too. Are we jumping right in or are we taking a break first? We're good, I think. All right. Uh, Eric, move a little closer to the mic. Okay. There you go. 
Um, so first, we're going to go to some of our member questions from thednvr.com. This one comes from 2115PFNJ. I wonder if that's a license plate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or, or like a Wi-Fi router member. Uh, this kind of goes is, along is with our discussion up? here. Firstly, I think much of the blame for Jokic's slow start can be attributed to players and coaches remembering or even relearning Jokic ball for two or three months. But now a real question. Does Joker have clammy hands? Interesting. <laughs> have I, you love had, the, I love the questions people ask. <laughs> yeah, he Wait, goes definitely. on to say, um, have you had an opportunity to greet him and feel what they're like? Oh. I, if it, I, man, there's so many. This is, I love this question for how bizarre it is. And we, then I always see him blowing into his hands during play. And we, when he does all the water polo stuff that is totally unique to him, I don't know. I just imagine he has wet, grippy mitts. Thoughts? Wet and grippy, huh? I did I did dap him up one time. I don't remember particularly. But a, da- a dap? No, no, no. It was a hand slide. Oh, you hit the full thing. Wow. He had to bend at a Looks right at angle to get anywhere. <laughs> Real near research. Me. I love that you remember this, too. You're like, thinking back to it, no? I would the remember one that. time an NBA player dapped me up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Can we do a whole section what? On, on what uh, Jokic feels like? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, have, you, have any of you hugged him or brought to you by <laughs> just all of the senses like he smells incredible so wait so what's the answer or does he have clammy mitts or not yes no no i don't, I don't know. think so or, I, I, yeah, I, have, no. I have no idea how to answer this question is but it possible <laughs> is it possible he was not nervous in any way to dap you up and so the, the clammy hands had subsided that's true that's true i didn't catch him like at halftime i'm sure they're sweaty and gross I doubt he has clammy hands. He's great. I mean, he has great hand-eye coordination. I think what we do know is he has amazing hands. Like that's the one thing we do know. They're soft as a pillow. The water polo sticky like honey. As a journalist, we do need to find out if he's got any water polo background. Does anyone confirm or deny that? It does look the way he touches the ball just uses his hands. Doesn't it feel like it would be impossible for him to stay buoyant? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think he would be kind of buoyant actually. (laughs) What the heck kind of questions are you? We would right, try to play some water polo when we go to Serbia this summer. <laughs> we try to get like a. Is there pickup water polo? Have you ever played water polo? I ha- oh, I've played inner tube water polo, and it's, actually, it's the number one greatest uh, intramural sport. That's there's no. Well, you don't have to tread water, which automatically makes water polo well, like twenty have, times better. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, you just have a yeah. little tube, so you yeah. sit in the tube, so you don't have to do the hard. Well, yeah, water polo is one of those sports you like. Oh man, that looks fun, and then you play for eleven seconds, and, <laughs> and then somebody's trying to bring you down under the water. I can't and you're swim. Like, what am I doing? Like, you what are you doing, man? Are you like you wait, wait, wait? Can you go to the like, Yeah, can, can we pause the show for a second? We need to break this down. I can doggy paddle from like one end to the other, but if you're looking for me to like hit a lane and go, Michael. Helps on your ass. Interesting. Oh, really? I would have guessed you'd have been a great swimmer. No, no. I can do the I would guess Harrison's focus. a great skier. I used to be until I started covering basketball every day in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> I'd guess you're like great at uh, ping pong. I, you're not guessing that. I've I've said that many times. I am great at ping pong. Are you great at ping pong? I'm a fantastic ping pong player. I'll gladly, anybody on the Periscope that wants to meet me at Ace later on today, I'll ta- or at 1520 Stout Street, I'll take you out. <laughs> Is that the address to Ace? You just have it no, memorized? 15, okay. That's another, that's another internet joke. Yeah. You should, clearly, you're not uh, uh, part yeah, of it. I'm not a part of the internet. <laughs> All right, should we move on? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This one comes from N. Onazari. What would the Nuggets. This How do you little? know it's not Nozari? <laughs> No, Zari. Is it that might, another license plate? Well, he just said it's it's N Ozari. Well, there. Well, no, <laughs> N No Zari. Two N's at the beginning. Oh, okay. Uh, get into a little bit of trade talk here. What would the Nuggets have to give up to the Wizards for Davis Bertans? Do you think it'd be worth it? Would Malik and Wancho be enough, considering the asking price for the Latvian laser is probably increasing every day? Lineups with Bertans could be very fun. I agree. Some ideas include. Morris Barton, MPJ, Bertans, Jokic. I think Adam would like that one. We'd all like that one. Murray, MPJ, Grant, Grant Bertans. Grant. <laughs> I, or Grant. Grant. Ooh, Grant. Bertans. Grant. And Murray, MPJ, Grant, Bertans, and Jokic. So what about Bertans, guys? I want to start this conversation this way. I think, I've, I, think I, have a, a, I have a theory about what's wrong with the bench. Okay. We saw a great bench. Last last game, right against Dallas, a very productive bench. I know what you're gonna say there was no Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley, mm. and I've said this a lot. One of the problems in today's NBA about having a Plumley out there is you got to have like a lot of you, you got to basically play stretch lineups. Well, last year they had Trey Lyles, who's more of a perimeter perimeter oriented guy, but they also just had a lot of blended lineups. You look at the numbers with Grant Plumley, it's not great. You get one of those guys out there, I think it works. So 
Does that mean Grant or Plumley part of this deal? I have a hard time seeing that. I really do. It might be the right call, but I have a hard time seeing that. I just it's difficult to envision the Nuggets giving up Mason Plumley. Yeah, I don't, it I, really I, is. I, I the really, Mason Plumley? You think it's hard to envision them giving up Mason Plumley? I just I, this and not season, have like yes. a, an actual five coming back. I don't like yeah, the well, idea of like having fives. Who are their five? They've got to have they you bring back you just bring back a five that you have in case of emergency. You play Grant and Millsap. Who's, who's our five? Look, who's our five? I think back? it might be the right call. I just honestly have a really hard time envisioning that happen happening. Mm-hmm. I really do. I j- yeah, that's a th- like. Here's the other thing. I brought this up to Adam. He immediately shot me down. This is what happens anytime I bring something up to Adam. Yeah. Uh, usually with good cause. Uh, Bertans is putting up fantastic numbers. Um, but we played against Davis Bertans in the playoffs, and I don't even remember him entering a game. Well, he was like any shackled kind of by Greg Popovich. I mean, I don't, but what, is that, what, do you, what do you think Portland thought of Mason Plumlee last year? Were they terrified every time he checked in? No, but that's I, what you're giving up. And Malik Beasley. Who's no, no, no. no I know, out. I know. But I'm just saying, like, as like a very desirable piece to add to this team. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not sold that. Like, to me, uh, the concept of just having players that like each other and want to play with each other is more valuable than bringing in an X factor that could or could not mesh with the the bench like I just I just don't trust it because I, I he just didn't impress me that much I don't with think the giving up Mason Plumley or Malik Beasley or Wancho would do anything to damage the chemistry I don't on this team I don't think it would don't you think Wancho like don't they love Wancho they, they love in their heart but for Wancho I, I think they would understand why he was getting moved and like, I mean Wancho Wancho wants to play like Wancho's happy being here but he wants to play. Everybody does. So and he can play. Yeah. I mean, I'm watching a lot of these guys. And I'm like, there's a lot of teams I watch. I'm just like, he's better than, you know, whoever's whoever's out there bricking shots right now. He's better than Mo Wagner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he could play on a lot of. Rosters. You talking about Wancho? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Why? So why Is not he? just play on ours? <laughs> well, well, well that train I might have, might have sailed. I mean, if it why not play Wancho? A, that's something you probably would have done a while ago. It's a mixed metaphor. Oh, got, Trains don't sail. Yeah. Jan Mahimi. Is on that roster for fifteen million on an expiring. I mean, maybe he's a player that you get just to be the backup, and then he's gone. So I think the crux of this question, though, what would the Nuggets have to give up? Would a, a some sort of package around you know Malik, Wancho, Plumley, and then maybe you know a future pick get that deal done for Berton? Would, would not give up a first. Because I don't think the Nuggets are dipping into the the Gary Harris well to go get a guy like Berton. No, that's what I'm saying. Definitely but, not. Like to me, the crux of the question is is like, does that make the Nuggets better? Yeah, here's I, I think yes in this one way. Right now you have a four big rotation, and I I just think one of those bigs needs to be more of a stretch five than what or stretch four than what you have right now. And Davis Bertans, that's what he is. He's one of the league's best volume three point shooters. Millsap can shoot the three. Grant can shoot the three. I know. You can, know I just uh, it's, I hate I hate, and I know that we're going to be forced. Our hands going to be forced in this way. But I just hate giving up Malik Beasley. Like I just oh. there's just so much. Like, is if we're there, talking about three-point shooting, is there any scenario where Beasley doesn't get moved in your mind? Here's my theory. I actually thought of this today. This isn't a theory, but just something that entered my mind. So we've been talking about Beasley and Wancho as the most likely two guys to get traded. What if Wancho's the guy to go and Beasley's the guy to stay? And, and, and the thinking here is you can get a similar return for both those guys. But out of those two, Beasley's the guy in the playoffs who's going to help you more than Wancho. And the regular season. Can you yeah. get a similar return for yeah, both I don't those think you guys? Can. I don't yeah. think you can. I think it might be a little more similar than we think. I think one of those guys probably has a lot of value in the league. The other one is more of a why not? It's a flyer, you know. But Who's I don't know who. Who. Which one? Malik. Wancho's w- so much better than he's shown over the last twelve months. We have to accept the possibility that maybe not. And I'm not trying to to rag on him. I, I just I, I, and we keep talking about all the possibilities and and what his shooting opens up. And when is the last time he has hit an open three? There's yeah, but there, I'm telling you, it's not just about the openness of it. I do get it. I do understand it. I just think him, guys like Gary Harris, him, even Beasley. There's roles for those guys on teams. It's just it's not working for how Denver is playing mm-hmm, and sure. where the and the amount of minutes they get and this and that. So. Yeah. Kind of what I was saying, though, if you could get like a really late first for Beasley or an early second for Wancho, would you just hang on to Wancho and you can just keep Beasley for the playoff run? The difficult, the difficult part about any of these conversations is that today, as we look, we are the second seed in yeah. the Western Conference. Like, it's like it's pretty it's it's disingenuous to say that things aren't working right They're They're not working to the level that we want them mm-hmm. to necessarily. Like, it doesn't look like necessarily how we want it to look, but we want the ball to be popping. But like we were saying, the ball has not been popping yet. We're the number one offense over the last eight games. Well, so, I think what that shows is there's still 
a big ceiling to grow into. But this, which is, is, this, this is what I mean. Like can't can't like with the players that have the personalities that already mesh well that travel and like each other. Like isn't it worth just sort of seeing what this team can do without uh, like I, in my mind the the concept of not skipping steps trademark uh, is that we is that you just you sort of like organically put your team together and then as has been mentioned before like the last step is then adding that big free agent and mm. um but i just don't know if it's bertans like that i like i like that guy but i you know what i mean i just feel like bertans will turn into wancho and it'll be like you know like i we know this guy can stretch the floor and he can knock it down but we just haven't been seeing it i don't know what's up it's all right, like one, if once you made it, all of his shots. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, it was also shooting from thirty-three feet. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, 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 I he, he'd actually. I think maybe one way to look at him is sort of like Beasley and Wancho combined, like Beasley and Wancho's body. Actually, a little taller. Yeah. I mean, we're, that but that type of where you just feel like it's in every time. Where's Bertans from? Latvia. Latvia, the Latvian laser. So the Eastern Bloc. So right. So is that? Do the Serbians like the Latvians? Oh, come off it. Like right, let's go to the next question. It's the Balkan connection. <laughs> Um, this one comes from Miroslav. We kind of already touched on this, but uh, <laughs> would Millsap be a better bench partner with Plumley than Grant? And also, what can Philly offer Denver for Malik to get him? So let's start with the first part. Would Millsap be a better bench partner for Plumley than Jeremy Grant is? I mean, he's a better player, so yeah. Um, but I think, like, how do you weigh that against like Millsap and Jokic? Obviously, works. But doesn't that doesn't that then put Millsap in the position of having to be the stretch four, which is not necessarily what you want him to be? You know what though? I actually I'm I'm moving towards this. Yes, you're right. That, but I actually just think he's a better player and he can anchor that group better. So at least, if nothing else, that second unit will defend with Plumlee and and Millsap out there. At least it'll defend. Yeah, that would be a big boost defensively. But you guys all heard Adam say that I was right. right? <laughs> That's the key. But here's the thing. <laughs> It was funny because Millsap played so well to start this year that you almost kind of – like, he was like, of course he's going to start and do yeah, this. Yeah, Andre Iguodala is, to me, the blueprint for, for Paul Millsap, man. Iguodala is, like, the fourth best player on that 73-win Warriors team, but he came off the bench. He played 15 minutes per game. Then mm-hmm. the playoffs rolled around, and he played 28 minutes a game. Then the finals rolled around, and he played 35. Yep. To me, that's how you handle Millsap. We've already seen – it might be coincidence that he got banged up. He hit the knees or whatever, but at the same time, just – why not play him 15 minutes? Yep. Couldn't agree more. Are we at the point where we're trusting Grant for 25 to 30 minutes? He was so dope last it, game. Yeah, Grant, but he's but been pretty not dope no, in games prior. Look, look, you, I think I think that this is a great opportunity for Denver to try it and find to out. To try it. The next I, well, 10 that, games. Yeah, I hear you there. Because I'm with you. The numbers don't say yes. A lot of this doesn't say yes. But we do know there's a curve. And, and sometimes eventually. It's like with Michael Porter Jr. You know, he, st- he got those that 10-game stretch where he got, was going to play, and it was like, you're just going to play every game. You're doing this. And first five, a little shaky, but second five, he started to get it. I think with Grant, there's something to every game for an extended period of time. You get the same minutes, the same rotation, and you kind of fill it out and then mm-hmm. grow into it. I also think Grant can just eat up minutes. Like he's a high enough floor type of player where he can eat a lot of minutes for you, more you, so than like a Wancho can. Would you ever put MPJ in that starting four spot? I mean, Malone would never. I mean, you're going to – But you're, would you? Of course. <laughs> of course. Are you kidding? Like the, the Murray Jokic pick and roll with three like elite floor spacers. Right. Unstoppable. You're yeah. not stopping anybody else. So you're you're saying that Malone knows this but just refuses to do it because you want him to. And here's the here's the thing well, about here's the thing about coaching. When it doesn't go well, say MPJ starts 0 for six and yeah. and you know Jamal Murray's 0 for four to start a game, you're down forty. Like you're not <laughs> you have your like good defensive lineup in there and shots aren't falling, you're still in the game. Yeah. <laughs> some games you're gonna be up by twenty, some games you're gonna be down by twenty, and I don't think coaches go for that. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's kind of like going for it on fourth down yeah. when you're on your own twenty. It's yeah. like I don't, you know, the numbers say yes. Yeah, but coach like I'm not doing that. <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving. Um <laughs> The Burly Warrior writes in, love the Nuggets content, guys. Really feel like I'm learning so much more about the game of basketball just from listening to you three. Yeah. Not Eric. Oh, just you three. Without question. We, I, I, even vote. Wow. Even vote. No, I like that because oh, one possible? of my things with NBA broadcasts and like M- some NBA content, he's don't actually Well, hold on. Is it possible but. that he meant me, you, and Adam and not, <laughs> and my, not Brendan? Yeah, he Maybe. didn't specify. Maybe. Um, he goes on to write, I think this game against the Mavs really showed what Jeremy Grant can do alongside Jokic and not Plumlee. Millsap hasn't looked the same over the last couple of games compared to the start of the season, kind of like what we've been talking about. What would your ideal load management scenario be for Paul going forward? I think it's crucial for this team to rest Paul a bit. 
like we've been talking about, Iggy in Golden State. Also, with how deep this team is, do you rest more starters consistently? I know it's a controversial topic, but how great would it be to sit some of the starters every now and then and allow for this deep team to get some consistent minutes? Tory Wancho, Malik, MPJ, etc. I'm opposed sitting players under about 27. So yeah. those guys. But here's the thing. If you're banged up, that's different. I think Jamal Murray might be a little banged up. He's a guy that, you know, wouldn't be surprised if Denver sat him for a game or two strategically mm-hmm. coming up. But, like, Jokic, I don't think Jokic needs a night off just because no. – just for that. Like, he, Not he, at all. I think his body's fine. Yeah. Jokic and gets – Jokic got back into rhythm by playing, too. Totally. Also, yeah. Jokic load managed the first 14 games yeah. of the season. <laughs> exactly. So. But – and also, I mean, we are – the the – Margin of error is so razor thin this season. There's so many teams clumped up right around. Well, yeah, but you're right. But this, especially like right now, it's like one game separates two through five. And by Sunday, Denver could be the five seed. Yeah, by going one and one. Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean, obviously, you have to think long term and short term. But um, they, I mean, they got to get a home playoff uh, seeding, right? Like probably. Yeah, definitely. And you want to get a top two seed, so you keep gotta you gotta keep pressing. It's sure. interesting because the toughest part of the Nuggets schedule is the next like three weeks. Yeah, and I'm kind of curious to see both how they respond to it, and then also just kind of what the reaction is. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they were the five seed moment momentarily. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, at some point, and it'll be interesting to see what the response is like. Uh, he also said that he'll be in town for the Clippers game, so he wants Holler. to come say what up. Perch. Perch. Jump to the perch, 144. Uh, Sinisa Bosnik says Bertans played in Serbia and knows a bit of Serbian. Does this change your opinion at all? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, feel like every, I feel like everybody in that Eastern Bloc can can like talk a little bit of Serbian. Well, probably. that's the, yeah. If the 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 way to know is that if they're not American, then they speak multiple languages. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is good. You're so is, underrated. It's this not really well, a question, I, but... I, um, you're, right, you're right. Quick side note. Ben in Bend, Oregon says, do you have a geolocation info on your subscribers slash Nuggets fans that you can share? Oh, yeah, he wants to meet up with some uh, Nuggets in, fans. Or, in Oregon. Oregon, yeah. Our Oregon, where are our Oregon, Oregon followers at? Yeah. Hit us up. Oregon. Yeah, wherever you say it. Oregon. If you're from there. <laughs> the People Oregon. that are from Oregon. I like Oregon. Uh, yeah, let's go to some Periscope questions now. Periscope. Does Mason Plumley have blackmail against Mike Mullen? Why does he play so much from Kyle Poland? Because First you off, need a backup center, and also Mason Plumley is good. There have been a lot of frustrating Plumley plays this season. It's almost like Will Barton from from last year, two years ago. And Plumley is becoming the guy. The guy where hates. people see yeah. the misses and they go, "Oh, he's got to go." There are many nights where he's the best player off the bench. Yeah, Plumley's yeah. good, and he's playing behind Jokic, who's the best center in the league. So that's oh, who he's yeah. going to be compared to. And I have this feeling that backup centers across every team in the league just yeah. kind of get that unwarranted hate from the fan base. It's just kind of that position. Can you imagine if the backup quarterback always played like one series a half? Like how much like fans <laughs> yeah. would just boo this guy? Yeah, like, oh, put Drew Locke back in. That's annoying. You didn't watch the Saints game, did you? With um... I did not. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> There's a I there's a backup quarterback there that's uh, that's Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is quite impressive. Taysom Hill, yeah. He's quite impressive. Nice if Taysom? we could get if we could get uh, Taysom Hill actually from uh, Mason Plumlee, I would take that. <laughs> we'll uh, hit that on the on the Saints pod. The thing is, is that uh, it's it's t- like maybe we could get Kendrick Perkins. Like I, I hear he's good for five points a game. Oh, <laughs> two three and two <laughs> in a finals. Uh, but uh, but Mason Plumlee has been kind of a disaster, and I think a lot of no, it, he has not. Oh, I mean, he he's been driving. Listen, I, he has I, not been a disaster. I'm not I'm not analytical in the way you guys are. Like I don't uh, look at the. You're I'm not looking at Plumlee from an analytical standpoint. I'm I am to you. I am a Nuggets apologist in almost all aspects and it's gotten to the point where like I am feeling the burn when Mason Plumlee gets the ball at times I'm like oh god like do not shoot a hook shot from the elbow please don't do that Mason Plumlee but I also agree that he is a really great player because we saw it last year a lot like I, I think You're a lot ready. of it, I think I think fans he's get doing tired. the same thing yeah. this year as he did last this, year this is the key is fans get tired of role players after about two or three years yeah. you know what it is it's just, that, that's just what it is because all role players are limited otherwise they'd be stars that's why they're role players so <sighs> After one year, you're like, oh, Mace hustles. And after two years, you know, you're like, oh, he sets great screens and lobs. And after two years, you're like, yeah, no, he doesn't really post that great. Well, and after four, you're like, all the things that you knew two, three years ago, he's still doing. And you're like, why doesn't he make free I just, throws? I just don't think yeah. he looks. He has looked the same. And I think a lot of it is is the chemistry on the bench that they've been that trying to I find. Agree I think he's been, like, trying to. I think he's been pretty much the same player he was last year. I do think, but I'm telling you, I do think it's the Grant Plumley thing. Do we have another one? We, have we, one more? we got a ton. Let's do one more. All right. We got to keep it moving. 
Uh, from our guy Jeff Morton. Oh, oh, King of Thornton. Is Jokic the best quote unquote post player in the modern era of the NBA? So I guess what, what is, is the modern era? Yeah, what era? No, well, no, the question talking, is what does Jeff Morton consider the yeah. modern era? Also, <laughs> we're, when we're talking about the modern era, it's evolved. Like I talked about the modern era of basketball back in 2012. I'd say the modern era is now the like post Warriors era. Do you guys want to narrow it down to just right now, this year? This sure. Season? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about right. Yeah. right now. Is he the best post player in the league? Oh, yes, if you talk about playmaking, if you add playmaking, there's no question about like, it. Like, if you're giving the ball to somebody on the block, who would you give it to? Who would you rather give it to? I would say Jokic. Yeah, yes. Jokic is by far the by yeah. far the best decision yeah. maker out of there. Yeah. And that decision making is way more important than, like, the dominant. Right. Right. So I think he is. Yes. Who are they, like, DeMarcus top? Cousins is out. I, to me, he would – oh, Carl Anthony Carl Anthony Towns is number one as a post scorer. But not as every other aspect that has sure. to do with the post. He's pretty good. I would say yeah. he's pretty good at passing out of the post. So mm-hmm. he, he's probably number two for me. DeMarcus Cousins probably number three. He's hurt. Yeah. Joel yeah. Embiid probably four. Embiid's up there. Cantor maybe number five. <laughs> <But> <laughs> again, the list really Cantor in a playoff series against Denver. <laughs> Embiid's interesting too because he has all that scoring ability and physical dominance, but he's also prone to horrible decisions if you just send a double or whatever. So <laughs> terrible, terrible yeah. decision. He does draw an enormous amount of fouls. Enormous. Which is like one of the best things you can do. I, yeah, I think it's Yoke. I think it's Yoke. Aldridge is a guy that we, we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah. Who probably belongs he on there. Yeah, he he's, he strikes me as more of like a mid range. Yeah, he, shooter. More I think than it anything. still counts. You are right, but he does a lot of the back to the basket, ten feet out, turn around, work shoulders. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think like in the modern era of you know shoot first and then uh, sort of get down second like is I mean, tim duncan in the modern era i was just gonna say I don't yeah know. i don't yeah the modern era is too tough probably post tim duncan I, I guess i will say that Jokic, i think is a is it like a great post player for any era though and he does mm-hmm. it differently and yeah. he does it to what this era needs but you know he's a very very good low post scorer. he's got that big body he's a great offensive rebounder like with his back to the basket, throw it up, grip, grab it, or whatever. But decision making in any era was so yeah. important, and he is just oh, as yeah. good as anyone at sort of quarterbacking. Would from you that would spot. you consider a Gobert to be a good? No, no, he's trash. He, has, he doesn't have any, any post. <laughs> he's trash. In the like post. Brooke Lopez used to be a really good post player. He just doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so Val Valanciunas. <laughs> See, this is the funny thing is when maybe whenever, against second units. If you wax if, like nostalgic for post era, most post guys are Jonas Valanciunas. They're not doing yeah. like beautiful shit. Right. Like Al yeah. Jefferson. Is anybody missing Al Jefferson? He was dominant low post player. Just went to that jump hook every time. That was it. Yeah. People like to say they love the post game because it was just simple. You it, lo- it was just simple. You could watch it, understand what was happening, and just talk about it in, in a simple fashion. And the highlights are great. Like, not every post move was the dream shake. Or the, like, the Few up and were. under. Yeah, most of them are just the, like, back down, yeah. fake left, go right. And, yeah, nobody misses that. All right. More questions or what? No, let's kick it over. What is our next segment on the docket? Video review. Ooh, we're going to have some fun. We're going to have to call on producer intern Kale Sorbo. Let's review some videos and not overturn the call. All right, we're going to look it up up here. Oh, yeah, we probably should. Before you go there, we should probably do a read. Uh, go for it. Go for it, Harrison. Well, first, we're just talking about Breck Brew, oh. our, one of our favorite Marty, one partners over back here. Back in on this D&D read. R. Eric's got a tall boy over there. Adam's got a tall boy. Brendan's got a strawberry sky. I've already this had is a my strawberry first United sky. United and Orange. What do you also, think? United and Orange in the uh, offseason for the Broncos. Also, Adam so. is a tall boy. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a tall boy drinking a tall boy. It's just a regular beer for a guy like me. That's why I always go for the stumpy cans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but check out Breck Brew. You know how they we make, love them over here. Do you know how they make the little pop cans that are like eight ounces? Would you want how do you, how do you know? an eight-ounce beer? Like a Answer beer? honestly, Brendan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan so says. Like, I got these tiny like, I, I didn't need that lead-in. The answer was yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure to check out Breck Brew, though. That's a read. <laughs> also, Piper Electric has been serving the Denver metro area since 1983 through a commitment to customer service and team performance. Piper Electric, the hometown electrical contractor you can trust. They're at 303-646-6765. If you call them, they'll give you the DNVR hookup, and you will save 20% off your next service call. No job is too big or too small for Piper Electric. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial work, but you have to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off your next service call. All right, video review. Let's take a look. Look at our graphic. It's, did you guys get it, the video review? Because it took me. Oh, let's take a look here. What's going on? Kale, what's going on here? Oh. You guys know this play? Ball! 
Oh, wow. A swipe of the head. Didn't he do it again, like, the you next know, night? You know what I love is that nobody rushed to Bobby Porter's side. <laughs> like, when he did that. Bobby Porter's? Oh, well, Bobby, I mean, the Bobby last Porter. time Bobby Porter's got oh. into it with another Nicola player Mirtich. was oh. when he punched Miritich in the face. What is that? The headband that just goes flying off. Um, I love that Bobby Portis apologized for this. Did you see the next day on Twitter? Just like, Yo, oh, yeah. Totally an accident. Um, and then he did it again. Like I don't think accident. so. <laughs> yeah. That's Yo, a forearm jump. shiver to the head. <laughs> That was straight MMA style. You know what's funny is that when people clamor for the old era of the NBA, it was like it was that, and that's yeah. not. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, like yeah. The the, the funny thing is, it's like Charles really, Oakley, the Kirk Rambis right or Kirk Rambis right. thing, right? It really would be like if people were like, and from that moment on, KCP just didn't have it anymore. It's like, yeah, no, <laughs> are you kidding? Up the tomahawk to the head. Yeah, one way I would guard Steph Curry by just blowing his car up before he gets to the arena. <laughs> yeah, just exactly. punch him in the face during the Actually, one guy did come in to uh, get in the middle of that, Kyle Kuzma, and his blonde haircut. Ooh. And I would love for Bobby Portis and Kyle Kuzma to fight. <laughs> I know. I would cha- I would change my opinion on this clip 100% had it been uh, Kyle Kuzma. All right, all right, all right, Kale, let's see. What, what else do we have on the on on the queue? Oh, look oh, at that. Oh, God, here he comes. With, oh. oh, he knocked his headband yeah. off. I thought maybe he knocked his teeth or something out. We're missing the audio commentary to this one, which is a real shame. Oh, we can hear it. Oh, oh no. mixing it up. Oh, no. So I believe... Third the time. The third time. Wait, the third time? The third, that, that, I like how she says that, unfortunately. <laughs> that, unfortunately, is the third time he's that, been just completely... You know what? Upon, <laughs> the, the second time? Did she say that's unfortunately the second time it's happened? <laughs> <laughs> upon re-listen, um, that oh no makes a lot more sense for the third time. Oh, You're, no. oh I know this. Here's I know the, this. Here's the most compu- confusing part about this clip is how armored up this I guy know, is. He still got hit. And he turns his hip into the cricket ball. I don't even know what you call this, but like what? Do you not wear a cup? Are you are you not wearing a cup? You've got giant shin pads. Are you not like, I got to think even with a cup that hurts. It's like even more fun if you like just your balls are unprotected. Like it's a little more danger. Well, I, to I, that's the way I live my life. It's a cricket game. So when she says third time, like this could be week 2 of play, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Good. First time could be in the same game. Is it are, is it a cricket match or is it a cricket game <laughs> oh, that's a great it's point. a match it is a match okay well match. if we're wow. gonna play the game of semantics what's the hardest you've ever been hit in the nuts oh phoebe Paget went to kick connor ewald in elementary school and he moved out of the way oh and i was standing as it was spread legged right behind him yeah. just spread caught a well, hold on can we, can we dive into that a little caught bit astray well <laughs> I, I stand like that sometimes why are you standing <laughs> legs <laughs> spread behind connor my hips get tight oh is that it yeah no but i caught one and i had to throw up they brought the nurse out to oh wow you know what's weird when you're a child is having the uh the 50 year old nurse look at your private parts that happened yeah she really? was like i should check them i'm like that doesn't seem Let's see. okay that doesn't seem my protocol all right <laughs> oh should we move on all right yeah all right yeah. let's go to the next one kill <laughs> ali's uncomfortable producer ali will be <laughs> our barometer oh oh it looks like ryan bowen's finger Wow! No, it looks like Let's Booger. Look it Mc- it, that looks like here. Booger oh, McFarland's finger. God. Holy shnikes! Man, he grabbed it to like move it back, and it wouldn't move. And he was like, "Oh, yep, that's just." How many of these finger. clips oh. are? How many of these clips are pain based? Oh, they're all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're currently at one hundred percent. Has the dislocated <laughs> finger ever happened to anybody at this table? Oh yeah, this you've finger, had it. I can't play the guitar like I used to, guys. Which wow. I, I would say I, I was saying to the, the world universe, is missing out on uh, <laughs> music, musical talent. Phoebe Paget went to kick Connery Wald oh, in the wow, finger, she and then the finger too. Yeah. This is incredible. I guess I'd rather my finger look like that than the uh, third hit to the nuts in a <laughs> cricket game. Oh, yeah, I no. take the finger. Probably. All right, Kale, what else we got? Oh, we can't hear this one, huh? There's no volume. Do you have the volume? Because this is an... There it is. Our sweet Lucy. Sweet Lucy. R.I.P. Age of 12, she was run over by a car. Was she run over like that? Was she run over like that? Uh, you guys might not have been able to hear that this one on the so show. This is so bad for two reasons. One, the freaking New England Patriots logo is at center court. I know. Like, who's what the heck is going on? <laughs> All that means is it's like one of those schools that just co-ops a logo and makes it yeah. like the yeah. Fairview Eagles or something. But can, hey, can, don't talk about bad, bad about Fairview like that. Can we talk about how the, how the... <laughs> 
the guy, Watch the yourself. color guy, actually ran with? Was he run over like that? Can you imagine? These guys hate each other, right? Yeah, they like, can't be good friends. He's just waiting to use this one. Like, dude, that was my dog. This is also ago. something you say that's on like a local closed circuit high school hoops thing that you never think is going to get get out, and suddenly it blows up all over. Uh, the recently, there was a. A story about an older man uh, getting hit by a car and dying. And I know a guy. Well, exactly, right? Like that, what you just had was the appropriate <laughs> response. So, but I, I just saw an older man getting hit by a car. And I know a guy that I always make fun of for being older. And so I started to send it to him, like, oh, I just heard the news. I hope you're okay. And then I read the last part where it said he died. And then I didn't send it. Oh, well, good job. <laughs> and great story. Also. Thanks, Eric. Yeah. Great work, Eric. <laughs> It would Great really work. just low key. It would suck to go to a school where the logo was the Patriots. That would be a real drag. It'd be a real yeah. bummer. It'd be hard to do. All right, last one. Is this the last one? Oh, watch Kevin Love here, number zero. Looks like he's thrilled to be. This is some major Jokic energy here. All right, you want me to throw I the don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I love that they gets fouled too. He generates a three point shot on this one. <laughs> I forget who tweeted it. He said, Kevin, dude, all you need to do is tweet, I don't want to be here anymore. And yeah. that's that all was, it takes. And just a little behind the curtains, that's exactly how Kale was before this uh, podcast. Watch started. this pass. He's like, here, give it to me. <laughs> yeah, that's Kale looking at Adam with each yeah. new technical We're difficulty. We're like, Kale, can you load the uh, clips up? He's like, oh, Move, Kevin Love moving like a slug. <laughs> oh, wow. Slug, slug life, slug life. Uh, the real ones, no. I want life. no part of this. All right, that was viral videos. We uh, we had to we had to kind of uh, still troubleshooting. We still troubleshooting some parts about DNBA Live, but not to worry. We're going straight to more videos. It's time for rate the highlight. Dun, dun, oh dun, yeah, dun, dun, dun. my Producer favorite segment the of the DNBA show. It is time. This is in case you don't know, just like a dunk contest. We have numbers six through ten. So Why Eric, only six through 10? ten is high, six is low. I don't know. You made them. If a dunk is like a three or four, not even worth rating it. We should honestly, it would have fixed the dunk contest if you made it one through ten, because think about it. There's so much more right. opportunity for for variance. And there is that gray area when you like, don't execute a dunk, but it's a good dunk. You just miss the dunk. You want to give it like a six instead yeah. of a five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's yeah. It's, All right. It's messed up. All right. What do we have? What's our first <laughs> one here? Lined up. Oh, I remember this one. The birthday boy. Oh. That is a mean slam. That is a mean slam. Ready. What are we giving I know it, what boys? I'm doing. What are we giving it? Reveal. Eight. Going nine. Ten. D-line. This, this is the best dunk of his career. Define your defender. So, yourself. hold on. So The guy was in the dunk contest. Does that count? Uh, well, he he failed miserably in the dunk contest. Does uh, that count? Uh, wasn't that great? Um, I don't know. Like it's, I've seen uh, Will Thrill do dunks that are much more impressive than that. Not that that's not impressive. I'm just saying on the scale of one to ten, like... Uh, that was fantastic, and if you take into account the photo of his face that went along with that, like that was oh, the best part of the dunk. I, I, oh, I should have upped it, but like that, I, you know, I mean, come on. At a certain point, like it's a, it's an alley oop dunk. That was the worst part was the photo because you expect like a cool look, but his face is like. <laughs> oh, he was smiling. Oh, he I've never seen somebody smile when they're dunking. Yeah, like no one's that. been more happy to receive an alley oop. <laughs> you guys I'm are tweeting wrong. this out. He he jumps up in the air and like freezes in the air. That's yeah. his best dunk. I love no, that. I don't know. No, the best I'm dunk wrong. was like I a gave few it a years nine. ago no. when he I mean, had the ball at the baseline, turned yeah, back baseline. around, and then jumped up. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and then was like, woo! Dude, I, I love when Adam declares three people categorically incorrect on their own subjective opinion. Well, he was right. When, when only one of them this gave is the wrong a, we're answer. We're judging this like a dunk contest. That dunk would not get a 10 in a dunk contest. It wouldn't contest. get a 10. Oh, God, come on. All right. None of this makes sense. Go, Kale, get us to the next one before I lose it. <laughs> what are we looking at? Ooh, one. A oh. loop-de-loo and a slam. Not a slam. Almost a slam. <laughs> a near slam. A controversial take here, guys. Oh, boy. Somebody wants the floor. <laughs> Someone wants the floor. Are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. Reveal. Nine. Yeah. Oh. A nine? Five. A 10? This, yeah. is an, this is an incredible sequence, dude. Show he me puts two like smaller defenders yeah. on absolute skates. Show me, show me another NBA highlight in the history of the NBA. He's that looks like that with a man that the size. Kings. And he tried to dunk it just because he couldn't. Yeah. Doesn't mean you got to hold it against him. The, the only reason this play looks great, and look, Joker's Joker's awesome. Like he's a great player. Only reason it looks great is because everybody always un- he lulled them to sleep. That's that what's like, so great about it. <laughs> yeah, but it was just like a basic behind the back. I don't know. I you're don't. you're categorically wrong about well, this one. Adam. I I <laughs> I like that. Turn it back I think on. In, in twenty years, you're going to show your kids this this clip, and they're going to be like, "Man, the NBA sucked back in the day." Well, right? it's kind of like when you showed Jerry West dribbling through everybody and 
You know, yeah, exactly. Bob Cousy with yeah. the little like, oh, look at the dr- That's the what that's going to be like yeah. in 50 years. You know what it makes me think Am of? Am I the... wrong, though? Like, when you show your kids this in, in 20 no, years. No, you would show Giannis and LeBron, yeah, but exactly. that's because your kid would have no context <laughs> but you, but you know what that's, dope this, Jokic is. What this makes me think of is that that was an absolute 10. What a great play made by Jokic. Yeah. Unbelievable. He play. slides through. And the greatest part was, who's the defender? It was uh, Fox, Fox, right? Yeah. And he just ran by, and he looked so silly. So great. It was All a right. great play. Producer Kale, what do we got? Oh, you oh, guys! Yeah. Game you guys are gonna recognize this one. Yeah. We we saw it recently it's a together. Ca- another casual game winner. <sighs> Ready? Six. Eight. I'm with you. Six, six, six. six. Eight. Oh wow! Six, eight. Do you know why it's a six? Does anyone know why? Because no. Jokic has six, six game winners since oh! January 2019. <laughs> You're so bad at the air horn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harrison. Why? Uh, why an eight? I mean, I thought I was going low with an eight, first of all. <laughs> well, it just because uh, you have to look at these in a vacuum, right? Like this in and of itself, not an amazing shot. This is very standard fare for Jokic. I would argue you should not look at this one in a vacuum. But that's what highlights are. They're in a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most touche. Part of what makes this such a cool game winner is that Jokic just gave like 3% effort and still buried it. <laughs> this is how a lot of his game winners have been, man. Do you remember that runner against Miami? Oh, it's yeah. kind of like the same type of deal. Well, if you do notice, so he does shoot it at such a weird angle. Like, he does a great job of making it look like he's coming over and then shooting it yeah. back. And What is Dallas doing? Is that Finney Smith yeah. with no help? The yeah, greatest part weird. about that is that that was also the guy that threw the ball away at the end. Like, oh, he had the worst, he had oh, the worst oh, rough oh, night for final Smith. sequence. Oh, poor Dorian Finney Smith. All right, what's our next one, Kale? What do we got? Oh, oh, you guys might recognize this one. Uh-oh. Oh, what are we, what's going on here? Oh, step back. Let's run that one back. Yeah, right. there we go. The step oh. back, oh. and it's in. This is straight out of the Michael Porter Jr. 2017-18 senior high school. This one's mixtape. easy, guys. This Don't blow easy. this. Don't overthink it. As in the amount of feet he covered on that yeah. step back. Eight? Uh, what the heck is wrong with you? Because, because, because. This is analytical, look Eric. At, look at this <laughs> thing, man. <laughs> Uh, no, it's. I mean, it's it's sweet, and what it is. The reason it's rated so high is because it feels like a harbinger of things to come. Um, but in it, you know, like it's just made a three point shot. Oh, you suck okay. so bad. The best shot in basketball. <laughs> what do you mean, like the the three it point being the, the best shot in basketball? Also it is enormous. Step <laughs> back a made three pointer. No, no, I'm with I'm with you. I'm just saying, like from a pure like adrenaline pumping uh, highlight. My adrenaline next, was so pumped. Next time nobody else on the that. Nuggets can execute that step back. There are probably like 20 guys, maybe 10 guys in the league who can execute that type of step back where well, they cover l- that much ground. Listen, if, if if that is the metric by which we're judging all of these highlights, then how could that Jokic behind the back double not get a 10? Look, who, next time someone tells me seven footer could could perform that in the league about how soft your premium shirts are i'm gonna say oh, he just made a shirt <laughs> that is that is the way you talk about can i tell you the most underrated part though about the highlight he holds the three up yeah i'm telling you i may or may not have gone on youtube and watched an enormous and absurd amount of michael porter jr Hours. highlights yeah after the like week he had where he was on fire the height in high school he would go through Oh, he would he would go through like a ten minute video of him dunking on kids, step back threes. Never once breaks a smile. Never once does anything. Occasionally, maybe like a little bit of a yeah, but then just like stoic. This one he was actually hyped for, and I, it made me hype. Is that like it, is that like more baller to just do it and act like you've been there Dude, before? I think totally. he's a machine. Totally. I really do think Michael Porter Jr. is a machine, and like once he gets rolling, if he gets rolling, I think it's that's what you're gonna get the like killer version of. Uh, a score. I'm yeah. so in. I gotta. I'm changing my score. That's a ten. Do we have any more? There's one more. One more. What is the last one? We'll just do it just to giddy up here. Oh yeah, this one. Oh, I, have, I have takes. So this one, he should have shot the three in the corner, but kind of bobbled the ball. We usually talk about it after we rate. Oh. <laughs> sort of a protocol. All right. <laughs> Ready. Reveal. Seven. 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 Six. I was even less impressed. Um, why are well, you such a hater? Well, watch his footwork is really terrible. <laughs> watch him, watch him on the catch. He looks confused. Um, it's it's not a great it's not a great grab. Uh, oh, yeah. I feel like you guys are ignoring the, the part where he somehow gets that ball with to that go incredible in finish. Yeah. This sounds like a Drew Locke uh, breakdown where you, we're looking at his feet and not really necessarily the the amazing pass he's just thrown. Look what at about that, that sweet reserve. I miss this, guys. We had, the, we had the Michael Porter Jr. week a week ago, and then this last week. Fun has week. It. Yeah, this last week. It was the, it was the Jokic week. It was fun. It was yeah. fun. 
Uh, I kind of want a Michael Porter Jr. We, we officially get. started the hype train on Twitter, and then he he himself immediately jumped off of it. There was a getting off this thing. All right, we're gonna wrap up today, guys, with a new segment. Before we do that, though, but before we do that, <laughs> we're gonna throw it to Harrison for one more read. Yeah, as you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. No, really. Our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, X-ray, and exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. <laughs> now back to the uh, DNVR DNBA show presented by Illegal Pete's. Presented by Illegal Pete's. What's more Colorado than Illegal Pete's? Nothing. I love it. I love it. Nothing. Oh, yeah, not Nicole Jokic yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Jokic eating an Illegal Pete's. What a scene. Ooh. What a scene. Yeah. What do you think he would go for on the Illegal Pete's Oh, menu? this is a great question. Uh, he would probably take the first item and then the second item and then the third <laughs> item. He just everything? Work, work through it. One yeah. of everything? He went to a quesadilla, I think, uh, a burrito, I, and some tacos. I think, I think he might be a, a pesto burrito guy. Pesto burrito, huh? <laughs> yeah, just because it's like a little bit like off uh, the beaten path. Like it, Jokic is not – he's not like other people. I like a pesto burrito, and I think Jokic likes what I like. <laughs> What's your what is your burrito? It's the pesto. Is that your go to? Or go is that to, an alternate? Uh, I'll go pesto because I like a. So I'm old enough that um, I'm done trying new things. And really, you don't yep. try new things anymore? No, I'm done. So every <laughs> restaurant to me represents one food item. So, <laughs> oh, I see. So I'm like, oh, I want a pesto burrito. That's true, that, that means yeah. I'm going to Illegal Pete's, and I, I like that you can't get that anywhere else, and um, it's got a little burn to it. It's delightful, and. The stir. The stir. The stir. <laughs> All right, we're going to our last segment here, and it is video review. Check out our graphic. It's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous graphic. No? Ali's <laughs> unimpressed with it. Yeah, didn't we already do video review? Oh, we didn't. You're right. We're not doing video review. We're doing half court heave. Oh, half court heave, baby. Half court, amateur. Half court heave. Thank you, Ali. I was going to say it, but. <laughs> Half court, half court heave. All right, so in half court heave, what we're going to do, we're going to end every every week by predicting something crazy. You know, Rocky shoots a half court shot. He makes it on occasion. He doesn't make it every time. Oh, he makes it more than He's on He's never missed, actually. No, no, no. He, he always makes it, but he takes like six, seven, eight tries. He yeah, has a yeah, whole yeah. timeout to get it. Yeah. The point of a half court heave is it's not a guarantee. It's below average odds. Mm-hmm. But we're still going for it. It's so an unbelievably hot take. Is what it is. is an unbelievably hot take, but that you that you're actually with. Like it's yeah, a hot know. take that I'm like, hey, this might go. Oh, you're gonna love mine. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go first here to set the table, just yep. to kind of set the mood here. I think Michael Porter Jr. There's four games between now and next week's show. I think Michael Porter Jr. will average 15 points per game over these four games. Mm. Look at it. You got Cleveland, not a good team. Denver should be up big. <laughs> should be. You got a back-to-back with the Clippers. That one's going to be tough. I think I don't think he's going to score very many points at all. Yep. But then you got two other. I think you got Charlotte and then the Warriors. That's a Jamal Murray 50-point game, the Warriors. Wow. Look, that we're talking like a half-court heave. Three very, That's not even my half-court Three heave. very bad teams. I think we're talking about if you, just those three throughout the Clippers, a combined like 20, yeah. 29 games suck. or something. Like, yeah. There's a chance for him to really get some, some stuff. How much a uh, – how deep of a half court heave is that? I mean, a four game stretch is that's like a like a mid court heave, like not 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 that's like a half Davis court. That's like a that's like a that's like a logo. That is a beyond half court heave. Yeah, that's, that's a it's huge even harder heave. almost. Yeah. That's like a three quarter court heave, if not more. Fifteen I mean, points is a lot. Seven eight. He's yet to do that this season. So here's the thing: he just needs one thirty point, game, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Do you see how these guys always gang up on me, by the way? I mean, it's just it's terrible. It's because you're insufferable. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. Speaking of insufferable, let's hear I want to hear your half-court heave. Um, I think that Nikola Jokic is going to average over 30 points uh, for the next – Well, you only have to do four games because we have to be able to know if this over is Over right the next four games. Yeah, so that's good. We'll call it at four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so – the only thing I wonder about this, because I, I, I think this one is like just a long pull-up three, but the only thing I wonder about it is Denver might destroy Cleveland. That's they the might destroy the Warriors, and Cleveland then he plays does, like 18 minutes. The Cavs also does not seem like a game where Jokic is going to go out and score 40. You know, It seems yeah. like a Jokic 12-assist game in mm. my mind. I have no thoughts. <clears throat> <laughs> they go up against the – I will say the one tough game, though, does not have – I mean, Montrezl Harrell – you know, he's tough to guard. Ivica Zubats, scrub. Jokic could go off in that game, too. He's going to. I just told you. Wow. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my half-court heave, Nuggets are going to go 4-0 over these next wow. Oh. So, Does that include the Clippers on the back-to-back? 
Yes, four and O over the wow. next four games. <laughs> I'll tell you, three of those four is like the safest. That's not even a, that's like a free throw. <laughs> yes, it includes the Clippers. Well, I don't. Think, I don't know that everyone has the schedule up in front of them. They know who, who what the, the next week between they now play four games. and the next time. I'm pointing that out for the viewers at home that don't necessarily understand that the Clippers on a back to back. Yeah, sure, man. Is in that. Yes, they play the Cavs and the Clippers on a back to back. Then the Hornets a couple days later. Then the Warriors on a back to back. They'll go four and zero. Look, the Nuggets are twenty six and eleven for all the ups and downs that they've had this season. They just win, and they win at home, and they have three of these games at home. So. Thirty and eleven would be pretty unbelievable. Yeah, like, that'd be a hell of a record, man. Thirty yeah. and eleven. Yeah, but how would the vibe feel? I know. <laughs> um, I know. Particularly the malaise we've all felt. Yeah. Can like, you yeah. imagine if they go four and zero? But it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I believe that Jamal Murray over these next four games will average exactly 22 points per game. Not 21, not 23, oh. 22 points per game. A weird-ass take. Yep. <laughs> I was waiting for, like, the why. Yeah. No, there's no why. <laughs> I think that's a full like court he, like That's a full court heave, is his lucky number. and when it goes in, we can all revisit it next <laughs> week, and I'll take my victory lap. I hope that it's like twenty two and a half. It's also points. not that exciting though. Like twenty two. It's also not the most great. believable full just, court or half court heave that we've tossed out there. Is this an even like he's scoring around twenty two in all four, or is this he has like forty five in one game, zero in the other? I don't know. It's just gonna come out to twenty two. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he just bought the sports almanac from the future with from Marty McFly. He That's doesn't right. know how it came about. Well, that was our half court heave. We'll check in next week to see how we did with those. Like Rocky, yeah, the like half Rocky. Court. thanks so much everybody who tuned in. Special shout out to Ali Monroe who produced the show. These graphics out, and of course, Kale Sword, who is sitting down on the floor to make sure that our screen worked for this entire broadcast. Kale can't wait to get out of here. Can't wait to get out of here. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you again next week. You guys, before we get out of here, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. And our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group are actually giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today.